Hey, it's Barbara Phillips with NPBO, and I wanted to give you a heads up on a webinar that we have coming up Thursday, May 16th, and it will be with a certified healthcare privacy person who has been in charge of a very large healthcare organization and their privacy compliance, HIPAA, and all of that sort of thing. And I think it's very important that all clinicians attend this one because HIPAA affects all of us. And so you can get more information about that at npbusiness.org forward slash privacy matters. And just another quick heads up after that, in June, we'll be talking with someone who has been in charge of the IT compliance to protect the organization. And so this one will be geared toward how do you protect yourself as well as your practice. And I'll be sharing more information about that later. So let's move on with the podcast. You're listening to the NP Business Matters podcast, episode number 65, Frequently Asked Questions About Opting Out of Medicare. Hello and welcome to the NP Business Matters podcast. I'm your host, Barbara C. Phillips, founder of Nurse Practitioner, Business Owner, otherwise known as NPBO. Now, this podcast is dedicated to helping you, the nurse practitioner. And since 2007, we've been working with you on the business of being a nurse practitioner, providing education, resources, and support as you start grow and operate your own practice, your own business. And you can learn more by visiting us at npbusiness.org. Now in this episode number 65 of the podcast, I wanted to go over some extremely common questions that I receive from people about opting out of Medicare. There's so much confusion about this and so much information or misinformation about this floating around in all the groups online and in other places that what I've done is I've also made this into a YouTube video. So you can certainly watch that over on our channel, which is youtube.com forward slash business. So I'll just play the audio of that right now for you. And please, if you have questions, I want you to come on back to our blog where the show notes are, npbusiness.org forward slash 65. Leave your questions, get a hold of me, and let's make sure that we can all understand what is happening when you choose to opt out of Medicare. Also, please visit the show notes for the links to all the resources that I talk about as well. So let's go ahead and dive right on in. Hi everyone, it's Barbara C. Phillips, founder of Nurse Practitioner, Business Owner, and Clinician Business Institute. And today I want to talk about the frequently asked questions that I receive about opting out of Medicare, because there's a whole lot of confusion around that. Now, I am recording this also as our podcast. It'll be episode number 65 of the NP Business Matters podcast. And you can find that on our blog or on your podcast player if you subscribe 
subscribe to the podcast. So you can either watch this over here at YouTube, or you can listen to it on the go as you're listening to your podcast. So why I wanted to talk about this is I get all kinds of questions. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of misinformation out there about dealing with Medicare. And so I thought it was just really important to let's see if we can get us clearer about this. And I'm going to encourage you to share this information with your colleagues because a lot of people are confused. And the last thing that we really want to see is clinicians getting in trouble with CMS. You just don't want to go there. It's kind of like my mantra of don't mess with the IRS. You also don't want to mess with CMS. So actually just don't mess with the feds at all on any level and we'll be good. So let's talk about this whole idea of opting out of Medicare and what that might mean. So I want to start off talking about the Social Security Act, because I think that that just might clear up some of the issues from the very beginning that people have about whether they need to credential with Medicare, whether they can just not see Medicare patients, those sorts of things. Then I also want to talk a little bit about there are some times you don't need to bill Medicare. And while I can't go into all of them, I will mention some of the more common ones that we might want to be aware of. I really want to talk about what opting out of Medicare means because I get a lot of questions. Well, can I do this and do this and do this and do this? And so we'll talk about that. And then some of the questions that I receive, can I just refuse to see Medicare recipients? Can I have them sign something that says that they understand that I don't bill Medicare? And, and can I, as a provider, if I decide to opt out or not see Medicare patients, what if I do see somebody who wants to use their Medicare for that CT scan or for their medication at the pharmacy? How do I get around that? And what if I've just never enrolled in Medicare anyway? Can't Isn't that good enough? So I'm going to talk about those kinds of questions and see if we can clear up some of the confusion around that. So let's start with the Social Security Act. The Social Security Act is very long, very complicated. And if you really have some insomnia, you can pull it up and read it at bedtime. But let me just break down Section 1848 as it pertains to us as healthcare providers. There is something called the mandatory submission claims. So anytime that we are seeing a Medicare recipient, we must bill Medicare. It doesn't matter if you're a physician, um, if you're a nurse practitioner, a PA, a midwife, if you're a therapist, if you're um, a physical therapist, occupational therapist, speech therapist, we are all included in that. We're healthcare providers and we must submit to Medicare. Now, some of us can opt out, some of us can't opt out. And I'm not going to go into that whole list of who that is, but I'll link to all of that in the uh, show notes over at npbusiness.org forward slash 65. Now, let me just say, because the majority of people I'm speaking to are nurse practitioners, 
physician assistants and physicians, we are all we all fall under this. We are all under that mandatory claims submissions. So what that means is that if we don't want to see Medicare patients, we don't want to bill for Medicare patients, then we have to go through a process of opting out. Now, what if we just decide, eh, I'm not going to do it. I don't need to do it. Well, There's a little problem when we have a failure to comply with this act, and there can be a violation and a penalty of up to $2,000 per violation, and we can also potentially lose out on the ability to bill Medicare now or into the future because we will be excluded from the program and will be banned from the program, and you really don't want that to happen. And never burn your bridges behind you. You just don't want that to happen. Now, there are some exceptions to the mandatory filing, and that can include things like um, services where Medicare is the secondary payer and not the primary payer. It can also include things where the payment for that primary payer or the primary payer pays the patient directly. So they'll be paying the patient directly. And then we're not having to bill Medicare. But again, this is if it is the primary insurance. If um, services are rendered outside the United States, we don't need to submit a claim to Medicare. And if it's a non-covered service, we don't need to submit a claim. And in that case, too, we should be having our patients, our beneficiaries, sign an advanced beneficiary notification that says that they understand this is not going to be a covered service. So in that case, you're, you're good. But there are cases where the patients may want to just try and see just in case it is, and then you need to send it in anyway. And there are modifiers that you can put on there that indicate maybe the patient has paid, They've you have the ABN so that you can, um, so that you're covered anyway. And that's the whole point. You want to be covered with this. Now, obviously, if you have opted out or you've been barred from the program, you cannot submit a claim either. Now, there are other reasons, of course, and um, that you don't have to submit a claim. And again, I will have those linked for you over at npbusiness.org forward slash 65. Now, it's really important to understand um, that if somebody, and, and this is true with most Medicare recipients, most, most Medicare recipients have a secondary payer, excuse me, and that secondary payer may still require a denial from Medicare itself in order to pick up something if they're having to having if they cover something in addition that Medicare doesn't necessarily cover. So you still may need to same that, send that claim in so that they can get that denial from Medicare. Now, I've talked about opting out of Medicare multiple times, and there's more videos, there's more articles on the blog, there's some stuff here on YouTube and in our podcast about this. But the question comes up over and over again, can I work here 
and have my employer bill Medicare and can I work over here in my cash practice and have it be um, just cash and I can charge everybody cash. The thing is, is when you opt out of Medicare, it's you as the individual provider that is opting out. It's your NPI number that is opting out and you only get one NPI number. So this is a global thing. Once you opt out, you're opted out. Now you can opt back in after two years, but you need to understand that for that period of time, you were opted out everywhere. And again, I know I have this little picture here of the world map and Medicare doesn't apply outside the world or outside of the United States, but I do want you to get that idea that it is you're in or you're out, you're black or you're white. There's no gray here when it comes to have you opted in or out of Medicare. It's one of the few places that there is no gray area, right? So let's keep that in mind. So You know, the other thing that I had said earlier is that it applies to all of us providers. Now, not all providers can opt out of Medicare. And there is a list in CMS about who can and who can't. Now, in terms of the people that I generally speak to, the nurse practitioners, the PAs, the the midwives, the CNSs, and the physicians, you can opt out of Medicare. If you are a PT, OT, speech, you're a mental health therapist, you cannot opt out of Medicare. You're required to take Medicare. I have no idea why they made that distinction, but they did. So a lot of questions that I get. What if I just put up a notice and says, we don't take Medicare patients? Or can I just have my patients verify that they're not enrolled in Medicare? Well, you could do that, but there's been cases of where a patient will later decide, or maybe they've planned on doing it all along, they'll pay the cash and then they'll want to see if they can get reimbursed from Medicare. And so once that person sends that claim in to Medicare to attempt to get reimbursed, then that's going to be on you and you will have been in violation if you haven't opted out. I know personally of providers who have seen a patient for cash. They also happen to be taking that person's insurance. In this case, it was one of the commercial plans. And then even though they were told that this was not a covered service, they still went back to Medicare, to the insurer, the third-party payer, to see if it could get paid. And while that person wasn't fined, it did precipitate an audit of their practice to see exactly what they were doing. So you definitely want to be very, very clear about here. And with Medicare, again, it's not something I would mess with, either be in or out. And if you have opted out, you will be required to have a a personal contract with that individual. And the Medicare area contractors have a copy of what you might want to consider writing and have that in place. And that way, if anything does happen in the future, you will have that in writing that says the patient is aware that you have opted out of the Medicare program. Now, if I opt out, 
can I order medications? Can I order a diagnostic test? And I see a a huge typo here, so I'll fix that later. But um, can I certify them for home health? Well, yes, you can. When you opt out, there is a place for you to indicate that you still want to be able to order medications, order diagnostic testing, uh, certify somebody for home health. So yes, you can still do that, even though you are an opted out provider. And many providers will opt out of Medicare and still work with the patients on helping them get their lab work and their x-rays or whatever else needs to happen. And that's very true in the practices that are direct pay practices. They have those services available so they can still do those things for their patients. They're just not required to bill Medicare for their services. So that would be the advantage there. Now, What if you've never enrolled in Medicare? Maybe you're a brand new graduate or you just never bothered to enroll and you've been working for the last 15 years and always worked in cash practices. Well, you still may be a little bit out of compliance. So even if you have never enrolled in Medicare and you really don't want to be subjected to having to bill Medicare for services and under their rules, you still have to opt out. Okay, so you've never had a provider number, you've never been credentialed with them, you've never been enrolled as a Medicare provider, you will still need to opt out to be in full compliance of the law. And I think that that's the most important thing. You want to be in compliance with the law. Now, I do know that there's several of us that never even understood that part and are working in practices that are cash. We've never opted out and we're seeing those Medicare clients. Stop what you're doing if you hear this and go and opt out just to make sure that you are staying in compliance. Now, I often hear from people, well, I don't want to take Medicare. They do not pay anything. They're a hassle to deal with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you can listen back to some of my other podcast episodes, especially the one about what's happening in our economy right now. And you'll hear my feelings about that. But the thing is, and actually I had somebody ask this question just, I think, a week or two ago, that they were offered a contract from one of the commercial payers that was less than what Medicare offers them. So don't assume that Medicare is always going to be your lowest payer. But one of the things that I just wanted to bring up here is you'll see on the slide here, I've got donself.com. Well, Don is an expert in medical reimbursement and in particular with Medicare. He maintains that Medicare should be for a primary care provider or internal medicine. Medicare should be our highest revenue source per patient. So the amount of money that you get out of a year for one patient would be higher in Medicare than you might get from commercial payers. A lot of that having to do with all the different things that Medicare is asking 
providers to do, like the annual wellness visits. And of course, you can do the chronic care management and the transitional care management and a variety of other things. So Don has done a lot of webinars for us, and we'll be doing a couple more before the end of the year. Every year, he does our annual update as far as what to expect for Medicare in the coming year. But Don has generously given us a code that you can use for anything in his store on his website. And you just need to put in the NPBO, you'll get a 10% discount. And that can go for anything that you're going to find in his store. I know he's been putting out classes, um, webinars on um, how to code, you know, your EMM, ENM, as well as things like annual wellness visits and the rest of it. So definitely take a look at that if you're interested, or just make sure you keep up with us because we'll have him back. And many of our members already have access to all of our other webinars that we have done with Don. So I just want to close by saying, take a look at what you're doing. Really evaluate what you're doing. You do not want to be out of compliance with any of the federal programs and people are watching these things. So so make sure that you've opted out appropriately. You're doing the appropriate um, individual contract with that individual. And again, your Medicare area contractor will have that languaging and examples for you on their website. If you have any questions about this, you can leave them below the video or you can get a hold of me over at our blog at npbusiness.org. And also, if you're looking for any workshops, any courses to, uh, to do a consult, you can certainly find that at npbusiness.org forward slash shop. And we will be offering our very popular um, practice startup workshop that we did earlier this year, and we got rave reviews on it. And that's our essentials for starting a practice. And so we'll have more information over at our website about that as the dates become available. So I hope this has been helpful. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen, to watch. And if you know anybody at all who can utilize this information, please share the links with them because I have been saying for a long time that knowledge is power and nurse practitioners need to be more powerful. We need to understand the business of healthcare. So that's it this time. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye now.